What's up, what's up, hustlers? You know what it is. It's your boy, JT. And I want to tell you guys about Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Here's how it works. Unless you record and edit podcast right from your phone. That's literally what I'm doing right now. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms with a single tap. It's also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. That's major. Anchor allows creators to earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Best of all, it's totally free. Download the Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. Let's go! Hello and welcome to the Income Auto Pilot Podcast. I'm your host, JT. Uh, I'm here again with my good friend, Corey. We also are here with another special guest. Uh, he goes by the name of Bud, a.k.a. PKG Deluxe. And what we're going to talk about in today's episode is do you need the IRS? All right. So I think that this is a super hot topic right now. We're going to talk about uh, the bill that they're trying to pass or Republicans are trying to pass. We're going to talk about uh, what does that mean to entrepreneurs, whether it passes or even if it doesn't pass, um, all of that and more. But before we get into that, I want to give you guys the passive income play of the day. The passive income play of today is starting a consulting business, right? What that means is that you take your expertise or here's the nugget of expertise of a close friend of yours or even a professional, even if it's not a close friend of yours, and you help them create an additional income stream straight off of the information that's inside of their head. Uh, I do this consistently uh, with all of my friends, my friends that know appliance repair, my friends that know general business, uh, my friends that know media, real estate, stock investing. Um, I use a software called Calendly. It costs me uh, roughly $20 a month. Price may be more or less than that, depending on when you listen to this, but that's your passive income play of today. Uh, I want you to write down a list of all the professionals that you know, family members, friends, or anybody you got a connection with and ask yourself, um, do they offer consultations in their niche? It could be fitness. It could be relationships. It could be business, whether it's business setup, credit consulting, whatever it is. And how I do it is, for example, today, good friend of mine did a business consult, uh, business consultation on starting your own appliance repair business. He wanted $100 an hour. I charge $150. Uh, so he gets $100 after processing fees, right? Mm-hmm. South Carolina Education bleeding through. I, at the processing fees, I'll walk away mm-hmm. with um, around uh, $44 mm-hmm. to $47, all right? Uh after everything, right? Also want to let you guys know that you don't have to be profitable to be perfect. So in this podcast, if you hear a dog bark, if you hear the ice maker go off, if you hear my mom walk in the house, all right, I'm reporting live from a media house and we going to get it in, all right? Uh, I'm going to bring in my good friend, Bud. Bud, can you hear me? Yo, what's going on? It's your boy, PKG. What's happening, Bud? Yo. All right. Corey, how you doing today, man? Doing well. How about you guys? How you doing, Bud? Man, uh, I want to start off with um, let's let's ease into this. So the mission of the IRS. All right. I'm pretty sure everybody here has has heard of the IRS, the Internal Revenue Service. But their mission is to provide American taxpayers top quality service by helping them understand and meet their tax responsibilities and enforce the law with integrity and fairness to all. Uh, This mission statement describes our role and the public's uh, expectation about how we should perform that role. Right. That's straight from their website in the United States. The Congress passes 
tax laws and requires taxpayers to comply. The taxpayer's role is to understand and meet his or her tax obligations. The IRS role is to keep the large majority of compliant taxpayers with the tax law while ensuring that the minority who are unwilling to comply pay their fair share. All right. Um, personal thoughts on the IRS. Uh, let's start with you, Corey. Thoughts on as far as what perspective? Um, like, just what do you think about them? <laughs> I mean, based on what they really supposed to be, what they supposed to be, it's necessary, but it's not necessary. I mean, I don't think it really worked for the people like it should. But you know, based on what it's supposed to be, I don't. Well, I ain't gonna say I don't like them, but <laughs> they might be listening. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, I guess we, we're talking about if they're needed today. So, um, yeah, I say no, but I do understand some of the reasons that they are needed. I don't, I don't know. I'll just say I have a, I don't have a concrete thought on them. I say it like that. All right. What about you, Bud? What's your thoughts on the IRS? Uh, okay. So when it comes to the IRS, I think it was okay for its time. And I'm not exactly sure when it was dated, but I want to say 54, 55, the IRS became a thing. And during that time, you didn't have the amount of people that were in the U.S., working in the U.S., maintaining jobs. More or less, you didn't even have people who uh, had uh, W-2s for workforce employment. So as employment property, people gained more uh, opportunities for work. The IRS kind of stayed the same, stagnant, didn't really develop. And now you have people who are able to make money without being seen by or through taxes at any point in time. And so this new development, granted, I think it's a little bit absurd. Um, I think it's designed to go towards those who make, and maybe I could be off, middle class, $400,000 to a millionaire, somewhere in their status. And it's, it's gauged towards trying to get whoever does not pay those taxes within that realm to pay taxes because they are able to pay people like tax experts to get their taxes lowered, find loopholes and other things like that. But they've learned these tricks through the trade over time because it's still an outdated system. Now with that, I think uh, the employment number of people that they brought on, what is it, 80,000? Uh, 87,000, 87,000. 87, yeah, I think, I think that's a bit of absurd. Yep. That's the part I'm kind of lost on. So we, we got two parts on that. I do think it's possibly needed, but at the same point, that number is astronomical. I, I also want every listener to know that the bias on this podcast is going to be that we're all entrepreneurs. So uh, we are going to talk about it from different angles, but just being transparent, every uh, commentator that you hear speak on this topic is going to have their bias. And our bias is we're all small business owners. All right. right. So there is an act going around now. Well, first, let's take a step back. Um, a quick history on it. President Lincoln in 1862 uh, first created the IRS along with Congress um, to cover Civil War uh, expenses, right? Now, granted, it's been a long time since 1862, so it has been uh, amended and it has changed over the years, uh, but originally... 
Um, it was designed to help pay back Civil War expenses. And now, you know, remember in the mission statement, they're now mostly uh, responsible to make sure that everybody meets their tax responsibilities. Um, and that that's what it is. All right. So there's an act going around right now that most Democrats believe that it doesn't have a chance. Uh, it's called the Fair Tax Act. It is presented by Georgia Republican Buddy Carter. Uh, he he thinks in a nutshell that there should be no IRS, no income tax, right? Uh, simplify the tax code. It will replace national corporate and personal income taxes and other taxes with a single consumption tax. Uh, different sources have different speculations on how this will play out. Uh, the consensus would be that while no money will come out of your paycheck, you might notice that uh, you will be paying a little bit more at the grocery store and things like that. So uh, your regular everyday things that everybody has to buy, uh, you may notice an increase in the taxes there, but you'll get your entire check. All right. Um, do you guys personally, you know, personal opinion. But how you feel about getting rid of the IRS and income tax if that means that you'll have to pay more money for everyday expenses like grocery, gas, and et cetera? So, okay. So, the, so the, the first thing I think is the people that work and have taxes taken out of their checks who get less taxes taken out of their checks, more money to have to spend in the grocery store. So it gives you more to do with your money. But to me, it's a facade, like a false hope, if I have to pay more on everything that is around. So if gas goes up, if food goes up, if the price of everything goes up, I really didn't even out to say, like, okay, I, I have a, a overall income boost because taxes went away, but ultimately I'm paying more because everything else isn't inflated, but it's taxed heavier which they already have an establishment for that, tax enough already, Tea Party. And this is probably going to fall under one of those realms of thinking, like, hey, is this going to be another tax bracket to where we're trying to look for money to pay back for all the things that we're spending on? Well, is, what about the argument for the men and women that say um, that this is really going to help them achieve the American dream? Because now that the government is not taxing you. Uh, the governor, Mike Huckabee, says that more jobs will come back to the United States if we didn't have so many taxes on things like labor and the production and, and income and things like that. So they're saying that more jobs will come back um, to the states because this tax is no longer here. And while the grocery store taxes and other things around you may go up, um, there is no law saying you can't grow your own food. I got a farm bot. I still got to pay somebody to put it together. Uh, but, but I mean, there there are going to be alternatives. So life would change, I think, for everybody. Um, but but do you see this as just switching out one thing for something that's equal to it, or do you think that this will improve people's lives at all? You can call it the new gentrification, just on a corporate level, um, not in a bad sense, just trying to help everyone make that extra dollar that they probably couldn't have made before. But um, it, with this, are we also including more agents being in the IRS as well? Well, if they get rid of the IRS, 
there there will be no agents at all because the 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 department wouldn't exist anymore. Uh, and matter of fact, recently the Republicans repealed the eighty uh, eighty billion dollars. I think it was either eighty yep. billion or eighty million, but it's a lot of money um, in IRS funding that would have covered the eighty seven thousand IRS agents. Uh, so House Republicans um, turned that down with a vote of two twenty one to two ten. Uh, according to to Channel 13 News, uh, and it's called the Family and Small Business Taxpayer Protection Act. And um, what they're saying is that what a lot of people don't account for is that an IRS agent cannot just be hired, trained for a month, and then thrown out there. They were saying that um, some IRS agents will need as much as a year's worth of training before they're adequately up to the level of being a a real IRS agent. So uh, how are these men and women going to be compensated in the time where they're being trained? They're not even really uh, producing the value that they were hired to produce because they're not trained yet. So you hire them, it costs Eighty million or eighty billion dollars, right? Google that exact number for me, Corey. Right, but it's not eighty billion. It's not eighty billion. Okay, eighty billion, right? Okay, so yeah. you spend eighty billion to hire them, but you still have to train them for a year plus and pay them a salary. The Go ahead. I was gonna say this is over the course of ten years, correct? Eighty um, billion is over the course of ten years, or is it just one year? No, 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 no. It's over the course of several years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, but you gotta hire them. And then you have to, to train them. And again, where do IRS agents get their money from? That's tax dollars. So the now, granted, we can say that the money that they collect is their salary and then some. But now, if that's the case, then now they have to audit you. Now, this is the thing, um, too. So the IRS... Uh, is currently still working on 2021 refunds due to the severe shortage. So I don't want this entire podcast to just be one-sided. So we're going to go back and forth. So there are a lot of men and women, um, most of which from low-income environments, that those tax returns are like a, a, a stem shell, a stem cell shot uh, to, to revigorate them, right? Or this is like a breath of first air. So um, if we get rid of the IRS and the income tax and corporate taxes, that also gets rid of the tax refund or uh, return, right? Now, um, I don't know about y'all, but to me, a refund means that you already spent the money and you're getting it back. Right. You can't get a right. refund on something that you didn't already put money in. So um, the way that I was taught it, and you guys could tell me, and Corey did some taxes at one point in time, um, that this is money that you overpaid in taxes that you're getting back. Is that correct, Corey? For the most part, right. All right. So, okay, you said for the most part, are there, like, is it ways for me to get more money back than I paid in when I'm doing my tax returns? I don't think necessarily. What about these women that, that, well, not just women. I ain't want to make it seem like we're misogynistic (laughs) or anything, but what about these women with 10 kids? Yeah, I mean, I've done, like, Something like that, where this guy had like eleven W twos, and he knew the exact amount amount to make to get out. I want to say he got like seventy nine. I don't know. It was it was a nice amount back. Um, yeah, but but he made a lot of money. No, nah, he only made like eighteen or sixteen thousand. It wasn't much at all. No. Nah. So hold on, hold on, hold on. You got to break that down. He made eighteen thousand, but got like eight thousand. Something like that. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think they call it earned. 
I can't remember. So you get free earned. money for making less money. So if you don't make well, a lot of money, the government I, will I, give I you say free, free money. money is our money, but you know, I want to money. But it's yeah. not money that he paid in taxes. Right, absolutely. Right. Because once you fall on a certain dollar amount, and then with the kids, some kind of earned credit, whatever they call it, I forgot the, the actual technical term because it's been a while since I did it. They gave him so much per child. Do you? Do either one of you all think that income tax refunds or returns, whatever you want to call them, um, are beneficial? To the the long term poverty problem, not not you can go get a new TV, get a new car, but the long term poverty problem. I think they they make some people they only live that part of the year, and I think it's just making them dependent on that money, Uh, because that's weird, you know, for me to make eighteen thousand and get eight thousand back. Do the math, that's still no money. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot of people that are okay with that, so you know. Go ahead, bud. And I was gonna say, if I were someone that was making hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, five hundred thousand plus dollars, and that is what I'm looking at, you know, someone that makes eighteen thousand and get eight thousand back, it's like, bro, what are they doing? Right. You have ten kids, you have all these extra dollars, you have a lot of time on your hands to do nothing apparently. Well, I think but that's the whole point, but. That- they don't want to do anything. <laughs> I, I think that for the listener there, because I, I don't want somebody gonna get triggered by this conversation right, right. either way. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah. so I understand that if in the moment, like when it's your mama that need her return, right. so you can have a good birthday, you ain't trying to hear none of that, no, 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 right? So we so we not knocking these people. We oh just, yeah, yeah. we just giving examples. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so I challenge any listener out there to not think about it on a on a personal level. But just on on an arbitrary level, like on a high level where, okay, if this money does come in, whether it benefited you or not, does it create a long-term solution? Or is this just a temporary fix so that way next year you'll still be on board with it, right? Uh, Because if it comes to a vote, right, if the American public has to vote on it, I don't think the American public will get rid of the IRS. Uh, as long as you paint the narrative that without no IRS, there is no refund check. Because um, like you said, like the people that understand that, oh, I could do this, I could do that, I can get all of these credits. Um, I told you that um, that a, a friend of ours, classmate of ours, um, she is a single, no kids, not married, um, you know, makes decent money. Um, I I never got more than a thousand dollars back in a refund check, even when I was getting refunds. Um, but she's been getting at least six, seven, eight thousand dollars by herself. So I still can't figure that one out because I don't have any kids, and I still can't figure it out. Well, well, maybe she <laughs> didn't crazy. make it. Maybe she didn't make enough money, so she qualified for some of them credits you were saying are out there. Yeah, but I mean, um, it's more like kids credits for kids. Oh, yeah. oh yes, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So I don't know how that worked. I you know. Yeah, man. Now, I will say when I was doing it for uh, some of my friends for, for, at their business, it was just, it was only like, for the most part, one type of person coming there and getting it done, mm-hmm. you know. But then we had other people that were just doing the regular thing, but, you know, the other ones in between, like the lady you just mentioned, we didn't see anything like that, so. Yeah, the I IRS. Really how that worked. The IRS is still working on 2021 refunds due to their severe shortage. Six million 1040s have have still yet to be processed. Um, And now on top of those six million uh, returns that they haven't even processed yet, 
uh, all of these new tax filings that they're about to get flooded with uh, as well, right? The commissioner was asked, are they hundreds of workers short? And she said, no, there are thousands of workers short. Um, and this was the uh, commissioner of the IRS. Um, the IRS uh, last year alone only were able to answer 11% of all of their phone calls. Uh, they said the average wait time was 30 minutes, but a lot of people reported that it was even longer than that. But the average, I guess, for all of the calls all year was still, you're going to wait on hold 30 minutes, and um, and that's if you get any answer at all, right? Because I've, I've talked to CPAs that they'll go from being on hold to being hung up on. Mm. So last year alone, the IRS could only answer 11% um, of their phone calls. You, you know what? Since we're all entrepreneurs here, this is a discussion that I want to have, right? So this is a a failing business. Mm -hmm. if, if, if you had a business yeah. that the customer service was only able to address 11% of the customers that needed customer service, that that means what? Um, definitely failing. Yeah, eighty nine percent of the customers that needed eighty nine percent of your customers that needed customer support or customer service got nothing. Nothing. All right. Um, yeah. if you were so short that you were millions behind in whatever it is, if we were selling shirts and if we had six million orders for shirts in twenty twenty one. And we still ain't processed those orders and shipped out those shirts. Out yeah, yeah, like this this would be completely unacceptable right. in right. most economies. If Yet we, it is if we were only shirt business though, it wouldn't make a difference. And that's basically what they are. They the only entity that, that does that. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing be done, you know. Yeah, they don't even have any competition to no. compete with, right? <laughs> no. So so like from from that standpoint, no other business with these sorts of numbers would have been in existence in any form. Of course, it's not in the same form it was in in 1862. But uh, even with the, the reforms and the adaptations to what it is today, no other business would still even exist. Right. Um, the, the market would have forced them out. Not, you know, if there was no politicians in place to stand in the way and say, no, you're going to still exist, we'll still pour money into your failing business, um, then then yeah, this this would be nothing. All right. Um and as entrepreneurs, again, like I said, that's our bias, right? So um that that's why I kind of see, you know, if if it was productive, granted it's understaffed, and granted the argument is that Republicans understaffed it to make it unprofitable. Um my thing is if that was an option. Right. Like if that was even an, an option that another entity can decide that you're so useless that we are going to understaff you. Yeah. yeah that, that you know what I mean? So, yeah. Like so we can yeah. say, well, oh, this side understaffed it and made right. it this way. OK. If it was truly as important as you're telling me, that wouldn't even be an option. Right. Like that would happen. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm sure it's probably hard for them to keep employees at the same time. Mm -hmm. Don't be wrong, you know. Yeah, bro, we we can't understaff the 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 protection for the president like that. No, nah, that's not we can, happen. Yeah, like like it always has to be enough for them. I don't care who likes them, right? Or, or what? Like it, it always got to be there. So it's certain things. Like I mean, we me and Bud had a discussion at the Social Security office 
uh, may not exist when we're old enough to take advantage of it. But um, like, even if they are understaffed, we don't hear about it. Right. Because most people's disability is through the Social Security Administration. Right. Your Social Security number is so important for so many different things in life right. that the Social Security Administration, even if they are underfunded, they still got to make it. Yeah, I don't know if they understand. My sister worked for them, but her office, I never heard her say anything about them being understaffed, but, you know. Yeah, so, so it's certain entities that... Like, even, you know what I mean? Even if they was, though, it's no excuse. Like, nah. the job got to get done. Nah. All right? E even in, just like any other business. So that's the mindset that we're approaching this with. Any other business, you would either have to figure out how to do more with less or go out of business. Period. Yeah. Yeah, like, no other entity could just say, well, you know what? We'll just take money and give it to you just so you can still exist. Right. All right? And uh, my argument is, is like, hey, if we're going to do it for them, can we do it for every business? Absolutely. Like, go ahead, bud. What you about to say? I was about to say, let me play devil's advocate for a minute. So as you look at some of them, do you not think, I guess, some of this may be a political ploy? Like, okay, over the years we have had decreasing IRS people. But now they've looked at trying to beef it up to the point where we're going to get back all the money that we had to spend over the past five, not even a decade long year. So we've been sending money to Ukraine. We've been helping out with issues at the border. We've had natural disasters. We had to send money to each state for all of that money had to be returned in some way, some fashion. And the best way to do it would have been through the taxes is how the government is seeing. So with, oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. I'm going to let you finish. Okay. Okay, so as I'm looking at the tax avenue of this, the, the beefing up, the 87,000 people that we're trying to put or that the government is trying to put in here is supposed to go or aim towards the higher ends of people to get tax dollars back for what we spent through the years. At least for what I've been looking at over the past five years. Abandoned Afghanistan on up. So it's... It's those types of things I'm looking at. That tax dollars is incremental. That's killing. The the Heritage Foundation did a report, and they said, um, if you fight a IRS audit and win, you still on average would have spent fifteen thousand to twenty thousand dollars in your defense. Now that money you don't get back for winning. Right. That's just money you spent just to not lose. So just for them to audit you and not take any more money from you you spent 15 to 20 grand to defend yourself so what happens to the small business that can't afford 15 to 20 grand to fight take the punishment that was it yeah that's really not um that's not for us well i ain't gonna say for i'm gonna take it back for me i can't speak on y'all behalf but it's definitely not for my small business you know yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. So it doesn't even apply to me. Yeah. Fifteen thousand, twenty thousand. I just gotta let them do yeah. what they want to do. I mean, yeah. So if you if if you're if you're going after multimillionaires and billionaires, they they might have a Rolex that's fifteen to twenty grand. No, they do. Um, um, or you know something like that. Like you know, yeah. So if they say, well, okay, if you audit me and you win and you take half a million dollars or a million or whatever they find for. The, you know, the super rich, or I could fight you for 20 grand, I'm going to fight you for 20 grand every time. Now, now that small business owner, maybe they won't find half a million dollars or a million dollars from them. Maybe they'll find 5,000, 
dollars that they can say, okay, we're gonna put you on a payment plan, we're gonna hit you with fees, we're gonna hit you with interest, but you can make the monthly payment, and that five grand by the time you pay it back might be seventy five hundred. Well, guess what? We're gonna just find a thousand of y'all that don't have this amount of money to fight, and this is the same money we would have got if we got that one billionaire, right? right? But he got the money, he got the the, the network, the resources, he gonna fight us. And and win. And even if he does lose, he's just gonna take it out on employers. That's what they always do. Yeah, you're gonna have to work yeah. more, do more, make more. Absolutely, give him a bunch of promises. The numbers we gonna hit, you know. Mm-hmm. So so that's another part of it too. Is that who is now me personally to go back to Buzz's point? I don't think that IRS tax money is is to help the people at all. Right. I do think that it is all a. It's a political play. Like, if, if I can tie this to your emotions, then I can sell you on it. But if Always. if if we had income taxes all of our entire lives, because none of us predate uh, 1862, right? <laughs> I hope not. So, so if right income tax <laughs> exists longer than us, our parents, our grandparents, so on and so forth, um, you know, if it was so beneficial... Why are we in trillions of dollars worth of debt? So we collect this money and then we do what with it? Whatever we want. Yeah, and then we create more money and put that in circulation. Right. So, so, and of course, the argument when you, if you ever ask, well, why don't we just print out trillions of dollars and pay off the debt and now go debt free? Right. They're going to tell you it's not that simple because they're going to say that devalues the currency that's already in circulation. So instead of making enough money and just paying off your own debt, you have to get the money from somewhere. So the reason why you don't want to be a country that's viewed in the world market as having a lot of debt is because uh, it, it makes you look weak. Right. And you want to see be seen as a world power because that way you're you're seen as an authority. Nobody wants to attack somebody that has all the money. Wars cost money, believe it or not. Right. So so wars cost money, whether we're talking about warheads on foreheads, like they said in the Marine Corps, or if you're just talking about uh, economic wars where we're trying to be more technologically advanced so other countries can be more dependent on us. So we make more money off of the the imports or the exports for us, imports for them. Right. All of that costs money. And if you're seen in the world as being poor, as being uh, uh, an economy that's weak and in a lot of debt, that makes you look bad. Like a target. But if you go on the news and say, hey, listen, um, we need to we need to get out of this deficit as fast as possible so that way we can keep other countries depending on us and we can have this leverage we want to have, people are going to say, um, we don't care. Like, how does that impact my day-to-day life, me trying to take care of these kids? But if if you do want me to move, tell me that um you know you know those mean old rich people they trying to keep you in the struggle and this law is gonna make it fair so that way you don't gotta struggle while they live high on the hog. Okay, that's how you tap into somebody's emotion and get them to yep. say you know what I do work hard and and they yep. do live high on the hog and got a Rolls Royce and if I sold everything I own I couldn't get a Rolls Royce so you know what man make it make the the playing field level. Make it so they gotta they gotta do right, uh, just like I'm doing. All right. Um, now, ultimately, they say that the majority of the tax code as as it's written is deductions, 
All right. So the the first part of it, you know, tells you what it is, tells you, you know, the compliance stuff. But there there's more in the tax code on deductions than there are on penalties, payments and, and tax brackets. Right. Um, and, and any good CPA or financial professional will tell you this. All right. So um, that's why a whole lot of high level rich people, they don't worry about paying taxes. So if you hire more agents to do more audits, all right, if I have the money to fight an audit, I have the money to fight an audit. Whether you you have one agent come do one audit or you send 15 agents to do one audit. If it costs me 15 to 20 grand and I got 15 to 20 grand, then I'm a, I'm a fight it, right? It, now, if you try to, to continuously do audits, on me to try to milk me dry. Then, of course, now we got to play politics. I got to take you to court. I got to sue the IRS and say, you know, you're you're discriminating or you're targeting or you're whatever the word is. Um, and, and again, this is a game that only the people with the real money can play. Right. Small business owners, yeah. you ain't they your pockets ain't deep enough. Nah. So they they gonna hit you as many times as they want to hit you because you can't protect yourself. There there is no defense. All right, so that's just like getting punched in the face. Boy, out of yeah, <laughs> yeah, like like Mike Tyson just beating on you in the face, <laughs> and you ain't got no arms. Like <laughs> you got it, ain't, ain't nothing you can do with it. Yeah, like you you have no defense. Like so so um, like I don't. This this is the thing that y'all can give me clarity on, right? And uh, and we can look it up, but we gonna start off with personal opinion. My property taxes. And my income taxes. Go ahead, bud. What you was about to say? No, no, no. My my property taxes and my income taxes come separately, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, to my understanding, my property taxes help my roads, my schools, my police, my firefighters, the the resources that I locally want to have access to. Right. Um, my my federal income tax, and you guys can tell me if you think of it differently. Um, helps protect my my borders, right? So so I don't want to have to worry about uh, in the middle of the night are we going to be invaded <laughs> because my income tax dollars went towards the military and laws and treaties and whatever else they had to do so that way I could sleep good at night, right? So so I'm not anti-contributing to having the peace of mind that I can sleep at night, but out, outside of that, like I don't really see the argument on income taxes, right? So, um, the those those big nice government buildings in D.C. and the museums, all of that is cool, but um, I and the average person don't go to D.C. enough to even, yeah. to even enjoy it. And um, I think that if we were to put a hundred people in the room and ask them, um, who's your governor? Who's your senator? Um, what was their last vote in regards to this issue? The vast majority of people live in a vacuum and don't even know. So we can say, well, oh, they're there making decisions to help us. Okay, well, what decision did they make? <laughs> what what policy did they vote on last? Right. Like you don't even know. Like, uh, man, I'm so right. worried about getting to work on time and getting these these kids to school and paying right. this light bill before they turn the lights off. Right, and, and I'm not saying that politicians don't have a role, but I am saying that that um, the IRS argument is is mostly used just to manipulate people, in my opinion, so that way 
they can persuade you to be in favor of this decision and and not fight it, right? Because we want to be in a certain position as a world power. Um, and I'm okay with that, right? Even if like if that's gonna keep me safe at night, if I don't gotta worry about XYZ country, uh jumping out of airplanes, landing on the roof of my house, saying that we're now gonna conquer and colonize this area. Like, but but what's your guys' thoughts on that though? For do we need the IRS or do like what benefits do you receive for paying your income taxes? <laughs> Not going to jail. <laughs> yeah, but if it didn't exist, then like yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I get what you're saying. If it didn't exist, but I honestly say um, it's gonna probably it's gonna be some negative. It's gonna be some negative to come out of it for some people. I ha I would have to say, you know, they talk about. You know, the, the, the tax would be passed on to, like, fuel and stuff like that. Um, grocers, which they are, in my mind, they already taxes twice anyway. So, you know, when you get paid at the job, take out taxes, you go to the grocery store, they take out taxes again. Break, break that but, down when you say that they tax you twice, break that well, down. Well, in my mind, you know, it just could be my mind. I'm getting taxed on my paycheck, right? But then when I go to the grocery store to buy something, I'm getting taxed again. Mm -hmm. In my mind. So yeah. you're saying if you pay your income tax, it shouldn't be no tax on nothing else. On be fuel, nice. on grocery. I don't think you should be taxed on twice regardless uh, if they got rid of it or they, you know, I don't think you should be taxed twice regardless in my mind. But this is, you know, me thinking out loud. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel like either way it's going to be some negative effects and I think that's when the emotions come into play. And a lot of times we won't adapt to the game and learn the rules and play the game for what it's worth. We'll just get these emotions, and then we'll fight against just to fight against, and then you know they'll put this on the TV. And and to be honest, I don't know enough about all this to see. You know, I would have to read the whole thing to see everything, like every little part of it, to see you know what the, what the cause and effect is going to be. I and right now standing here right today, I'm like, yeah, get rid of it. But you know, I know it's going to be if they do get rid of it, it's going to be something else that's going to be negative. Let's say it like that. Yeah. But but what benefit do you see in having the income tax? Uh currently I, at, at, as an so American. As it's currently been, and I'll just go towards one area because I've been around there long enough, but I know that there are other places that are like this. And I'll key in on the conversation by talking about potholes, okay? So when we talk about roads and constructions and property taxes and money that goes towards that. You would love to see your money actually do something over the time as you're paying these things, as you're paying these taxes towards them. So Rock Hill itself has been notorious for having bad roads. But it's not just Rock Hill. It's mostly South Carolina. So Rock Hill also has a thing called pennies for progress, which really should be dollars for progress because the roads have still been bad X amount of years later, probably 10, 20 years. But... Those things lead into future problems, right? Future problems be, or could be, okay, I ran over a pothole trying to get to work. I, I blew out my tire. Now I can't get to work. I caused a traffic jam, et cetera, et cetera. These things only happen because my taxes or the taxes that I would have looked toward getting to and from my transit system of, of, of work would have been applicable, then I wouldn't have had to worry about that Hold, hold on one. Hold on one second, bud. Hold on one second. 
All right, but go ahead and pick up your thought again with the potholes. Okay, so so the potholes leads in the future problems that the roads are bad. Mm-hmm. A lot of districts that are major highways and interstates are designed for military advancement of weaponry if there ever was an invasion on the U.S. so that you can be able to sleep at night and I can be able to sleep at night and everybody else is listening to be able to sleep at night. The roads have to be in order and adequate for them to be able to mobilize to get to a destination. So, like, let's just say there is uh, an attack at in Florida, NASA. In 24 to 48 hours, all of the U.S. military can be at that location. That's how fast and how operational those roads have to be. So when we talk about not paying or not having or having bad infrastructure towards roads, this is what your tax dollars are supposed to pay. But we look at some small cities like Rock Hill and others. I know they have a lot of potholes in other cities as well. But those are the reasons why they will pay or you will want to pay your taxes towards infrastructure like that. And it, the, is that is that where road money come from, or is that, yeah. or or is that yeah 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 like we gonna look that up? But go ahead with the thought though. Yeah, it's called pennies for progress. It's, it's strictly for the road, so they, I guess they have that tax on top of whatever you would pay for the area, but it's a property tax. Is that part of your income tax or not? I, I believe so. Let me see. Boom! 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 You can look it up too, Corey. Tell me if you find it first. So, um, boom, 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 boom. But yeah, I I want to say that that's property taxes, not income taxes. But I may be wrong. Y'all in the show notes or in the designated areas, y'all can let us know as well. But say it again. Property in North Carolina vehicle. Property tax. Property tax. Okay. Yeah, North Carolina vehicle property tax. I don't know. If I'm, I mean, I'm looking at NorthCarolina.gov. So. Oh yeah. No, no, no I'm just saying the the money for the roads I is was on the property, but I could is property taxes, not income taxes. That's what I thought. Yeah. But I could be wrong. Property tax. I thought it was income. Okay. So it's, it's property. So those property. Yeah, that's taxes totally separate than your yeah. income tax. Let me see. Where does the money come from to fix the roads? I'm almost sure it's like your tags and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And in NC, well, at least in this part, uh, they're talking about boosting the sales tax to cover the road funding. Like 3% sales tax? Yep, yep, yep. I see that. Yep, how are state roads funded? Gas taxes are, so they were saying when we think of road funding, we tend to think of taxes we pay at the pump. Gas taxes are largely used to fund infrastructure maintenance and new projects, but the amount of state and local road spending covered by gas taxes, tolls, user fees, and user taxes vary widely among states from 6.9% in Alaska to 71% in Hawaii. Hawaii is crazy. Yeah, Hawaii is always like that. President Biden did say that um, if the bill makes it to his desk, the bill about uh, ending the IRS, he'll definitely veto it. Like, so he's already... Uh, is it, it again. 
President Biden said that if the bill makes it to his desk, oh, he definitely gonna, he's going to veto it. So Republicans right. already passed it. Are you shocked? Democrats got to gotta get it next. They, it probably won't make it past them, but if it does. Yeah, they ain't going to make it past the Democrats. <laughs> yeah, he said that he's he's definitely going to do it. All right. It's going to be a Supreme Court decision. That's why they stacked that part. And they'll leave it to the Supreme Court to make the decision on the judgment of the bill. Um. Okay, okay, hold on. That's a good point. So. Republicans say yeah, Democrats say no. Supreme Court will ultimately decide. Is the Supreme Court yeah. majority Republicans or Democrats though? It's majority Republican. Brett Kavanaugh. Um, Jesus Christ, how did I forget all this? <laughs> Brett Kavanaugh. Oh my God, who am I? Who am I? I'm sorry, I'm terrible. But as long as we know it's majority Republicans, that's that's so they'll probably they'll probably send it, and uh, and then it'll get vetoed, more than likely. Um, yeah, 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 nothing changes. Um, oh, one more one more stat I had here, and then if you guys got anything else, and then we wrap it up. Um, Fallon taxes cost $2.6 billion hours a year and um, $206 billion. These are just filing fees. These is not returns. This is just money you pay to file taxes annually across the United States if you added it all up. So it's not cheap to file taxes. But that money goes to like tax preparers and because there there is no fee right, Corey? Because Corey filed taxes at one point in time. There is no fee to submit it, right? It's free to submit it to the IRS, right? I don't think it is a fee to transmit it. Don't don't quote me on that. I don't I don't know because I just kind of did the that part of. So I don't want to lie to you. I don't uh, think it is, but I'm I'm not really sure. Yeah. All right. And we're going to wrap up here. So, again, this is the Income Out of Pilot Podcast. All the noise you hear in the background is my mom because she won't go in the other room. And I thank you guys for listening. Till next time.